0: Heavy handed holiday rules for thee, trips to Tofino for me. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm Candace Malcolm, and this is The Candace Malcolm Show. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into The Candace Malcolm Show. I hope everyone out there had a wonderful, truly wonderful, Thanksgiving long weekend. I hope you were able to gather with your loved ones, your friends, your family, whoever you could uh, be with. And I hope you had a wonderful time together. I love Thanksgiving. It is one of my favorite days of the year, favorite holidays, because it gives us time to pause and reflect upon our life and the world that we live in. It makes us remember to be grateful and to show gratitude uh, for the things in our lives. For me, I'm I'm so blessed. I feel so thankful, so lucky uh, to be in the situation uh, that I'm in. I I have a wonderful family, really supportive, loving parents, um, great siblings who are are my best friends. Um, I have really truly amazing husband he's 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 a wonderful human being and he's he's so incredibly supportive um, for me and everything i do and um incredibly uh, hardworking and devoted in his own life uh, he's a great dad we have two uh wonderful little kids who just bring us so much joy every single day every single moment of every day and and I truly blessed um that's just on my family's side. I also feel incredibly grateful uh, for True North, for the work that we were able to do day in, day out, the wonderful team that we have at True North who works so hard um, to bring you the news and to help uh, put together everything. And of course, to to you, the viewers, to the people who support True North, who who see our vision, who recognize the need for independent media in Canada, and the people who support us, the people who donate their own hard-earned money um, and entrust it to us, to our organization, uh, to provide the news and and to provide... Analysis of Canadian political news. Uh, you know, it's really, really something special to, to build up a company and to have so many people out there who believe in in what we believe in, especially in in, in today's time. Because because look, uh, things are things are rough out there. We've we've been. 18 months into this pandemic, our society has truly changed. The way that individual liberties and freedoms have slipped away um, so quickly, the way that so many people have turned to this sort of heavy-handed authoritarian um, measures when it comes to keeping everyone safe. And we're going to go through that on the show today, talk about some of those heavy-handed measures. It's, it's really scary out there. And I think that the important thing is that, that people stick together. People use their voice together to, to speak out against Madness out there, um, that we recognize the things that are truly important in our lives, like our families and our friends, and that we not let this fear, this over heavy handed, this impulse to have heavy handed rules, this impulse to um, control everyone around you, and to say that we cannot leave our homes until um, there's no risk whatsoever of of getting sick or or anything bad happening, and and we have these sort of morbid death counts um, hanging over our heads, um, as if we lived in a society or a world where people don't die. I mean, that's 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 the reality of the world that we live in is that people die every single day of lots of different causes. That's part of the risk of life. And yet you, you go on, you take that risk into account when you live your life. We've seen a really uneasy reversal and sort of impulse again to to try to control everything. And and it, it, it's scary. It's a totalitarian impulse um, that, that exists in our society and we have to be vigilant against it. So I think part of the problem is, in society right now with cancel culture and the woke mob is that they show no gratitude. They show no gratitude uh, to the people who've come before us, to historical figures. They judge everybody by today's woke, progressive, politically correct standards. And they, they apply those to people in the past who had very different norms and very different uh, standards in terms of what was normal and what was allowed back then. And, and we apply those. There, there's a total lack of gratitude um, for the, the, the institutions and the society and the world we live in is it perfect? No, it's not perfect at all. And we can always strive to improve it and make it better for everybody. Um, but to say, you know, there are some problems today, and therefore we have to erase our history, tear down every institution, and try to start again is completely utopian thinking it's wrong. Fundamentally at the root of it, it's because of a lack of gratitude, a, la- a lack of Um, stopping, pausing, and saying, you know, there are great things about our society that we should be appreciative of. Look at so many other places around the world that don't have the same standards, the same institutions, the same concepts of Western liberal democracy and the rule of law that we have in the West, in Canada. And because they don't see that, they don't appreciate it. They want to tear it down. And and I think our society, our civilization, Canada, the West, uh, we would be on a lot stronger footing if we just all showed a little bit more gratitude and gratefulness. And that's, again, why I think Thanksgiving is so important. Look, if you're watching this video on YouTube right now, I'm just going to stop you right now. Please stop, like this video, subscribe to True North, hit that little red notification bell so that you never miss an episode. If you're watching on Facebook, make sure that you like the True North page, like this video, share this video, and leave us a comment. Let us know uh, where, wh- what you did this Thanksgiving uh, weekend, how you celebrated it, and uh, give us any ideas, any feedback on the show. Finally, if you're listening to the show in podcast form, please, please, please leave us a five-star review if you enjoy this content, you enjoy the show. It really helps us out. So leave a, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, and don't forget to subscribe to The Candace Malcolm Show. So, because it's Thanksgiving and because the world has gone mad in many ways, uh, I want to dedicate the show almost like a fake news Friday uh, version of the show. But we're going to talk about some of the measures that were in place in regards to Thanksgiving. Because even though we just came out of a federal election where the candidates traveled all over the country, where there were big campaign events, where there were rallies, where there were speeches, where there were um, whistle stops they call them when the candidates and the, you know the the leaders of the parties um, show up at different campaign stations, different towns. It, it was like a normal election. I mean, there were some aspects of it that were different. You know, Aaron O'Toole had that big um, swanky studio that they set up in Ottawa, and he did a lot of his events there. He did these sort of digital um, town hall meetings with different Canadians across the country. However, you know, it was still it was still a pretty normal election, all things considered. And so, uh, you know, our politicians were acting as though the pandemic was over, that that we had kind of come out the other side, that we, there was light at the end of the tunnel. We We were going to go back to normal. We're learning to live with COVID, all these things. And then on top of that, we had Justin Trudeau, the prime minister, go on his infamous little surfing trip out to the beach in Tofino on Truth and Reconciliation Day, traveling. He came out and apologized for doing that. Here's what that looked like. Uh, Like I said, it was a mistake to travel on that day. Um, This is an important moment for Canada and for Canadians to reflect not just on the past, but on the present. Um, I was uh, in error uh, to choose to travel on that day, Uh, and I apologize directly to Chief Casimir uh, for not having attended the uh, event that she invited me to, which is why I'm uh, looking forward to going to the community and sitting down with them in the coming weeks. So Trudeau was sorry for traveling on Truth and Reconciliation Day, but he didn't say that he was sorry for going on a holiday. He didn't say he was sorry for going to the beach and going and taking some time with his family, resting and relaxation uh, after a busy uh, campaign. So, so, so he was sorry for the travel on Reconcilia- Truth and Reconciliation Day, but he, he wasn't sorry for the actual holiday. So, so paint me a surprise when all of a sudden over the weekend we heard from Justin Trudeau's health minister – Federal Health Minister Patty Haidu for in the Justin Trudeau government reminding Canadians not to travel. So here is a headline over in Global News. It says, don't travel unless absolutely necessary. Hadju reminds Canada ahead of the holiday season. I'll just read a little bit from the story. As the weather starts to get colder and Canadians start eyeing sunny destinations to the south, Health Minister Patty Hajju has a reminder. Non-essential travel is still not advised. you said prospective travelers should keep that in mind as they consider going to visit relatives or think about taking a beach vacation amid the COVID-19 pandemic. So no beach vacations, Canadians. Do not even consider going on a beach vacation. That is wrong. That is bad. Don't do it, says Justin Trudeau's health minister, Patty Haju. So I'll, I'll go on. She says, I'll remind Canadians that as annoying as it is, we still have travel advisories in place recommending people don't travel unless it's absolutely necessary. So unless it's absolutely necessary, the Canadian government does not recommend getting on a plane, going to a beach, unless you're the prime minister, of course, if you're the prime minister, you can do whatever you damn well please. But if you're just a lowly Canadian out there, no beaches, and no holidays. And that was the sort of theme of the kind of recommendations and advice that we were getting from various health officials across the country. So here is Dr. Dina Henshaw out in Alberta giving her Thanksgiving video saying straight up, if you are unvaccinated, you are not allowed to have Thanksgiving dinner. You are not allowed. Let's play that clip. I'm Dr. Dina Henshaw. We are still in a crisis. And this Thanksgiving weekend, I ask, please do your part to protect our hospitals and healthcare workers. If you're eligible to be vaccinated and aren't, Indoor social gatherings are not allowed. If you are vaccinated, keep your gatherings to 10 people or less and only two households. Outdoor social gatherings for everyone are now limited to 20 people maximum. Thank you for making a difference. To learn more, please go to alberta.ca slash COVID-19. So lots of crazy rules still in place, super arbitrary. If you're vaccinated, you can have 10 people outside, but only two households, no more. If you're outside, you can only have 20 people. I don't understand how it's possible for us to have, you know, big sporting events going on in Canada, big, like I said, campaign rallies at the, during the election. And yet when it comes to Thanksgiving, you can only have 20 people out at your barbecue or out at your gathering. Uh, Why 20? Why not 21? Who knows? So yeah, it might be cold out, it might be snowing, or at least getting close in parts of the country, but keep those windows open. And if you're going to have guests over, if you're going to have family, don't forget to ask those uncomfortable questions, like ask for those health records, ask for their vaccination uh, status before you allow them into the house. This is a sort of society that our elites and experts are creating, where there's so much division, people are pitted against each other, there's this divide in society where if you're vaccinated, you can't mix with unvaccinated, unvaccinated. You're not welcome at the homes of the vaccinated. They're trying to divide us so much. And in so many cases, they are being successful. I, I know this is a very, very thorny issue. I have friends who people in their family refuse to get vaccinated. And you know, they're very, very uptight, very angry about it. There are people in my own family who are not vaccinated. And for me personally, it doesn't bother me. I don't judge and I think that they have Perfectly good and valid reasons not to get vaccinated, but I know for other people in my family, um, that is a real sticking point. It's a, it's a very thorny issue. It's something um, that has caused arguments and debates that I'm sure to you out there watching. Uh, in your families, I'm sure that this conversation and this uh, d- discussion and these debates are happening because there are people who don't feel comfortable or don't feel that they need to get the COVID vaccine, uh, either because they've had COVID themselves and developed antibodies, or because they're young and very healthy and they don't see the risk personally, or just because they're they're not sure what the what the vaccines are all about. They don't know what the long term consequences are, and they feel uneasy about the idea of the government um, telling you that you don't have a choice that you must uh, get it done. So so, you know, lots of valid reasons why people wouldn't get vaccinated. Personally, I am vaccinated. I, I did the research. I, I thought it was a good idea. I wanted to protect um, other people in my family, even though I'm relatively young and healthy. I, uh, I don't want to accidentally infect um, somebody else, and particularly because I have little kids, obviously, they can't get vaccinated. So I want to do everything I can to protect Them. Now, not surprisingly, the CBC is picking up on this division, and just like they do, they amplify it, they push these wedge issues, and they try to pit us against each other and divide us even more. So, this is a clip from the national Ian Hanna-Mansing hosting this discussion, and it's really interesting, they show in array of individuals talking about the, the the situation in their family. Now there is a little bit of a theme among all the people that they show. I'm, I'm going to see if you can pick up on this theme. So watch this clip and notice the little montage in with a handful of Canadians talking about the issue of vaccinations in their home. And, and, and just I'm going to I'm going to test you. I'm going to see if you can pick up on a theme among all of the people that the CBC interviewed. So let's play that clip. Welcome back. Thanksgiving has traditionally been a time for families to gather, but for a second year in a row, the pandemic is putting limits on that, and that includes the divide among families and friends when some are vaccinated and others are not. We're Keeping it to immediate family, plus our son and his girlfriend who live in a condo. We're all vaccinated and we're setting up outdoors anyway. This Thanksgiving, I'm forced to potentially expose my girlfriend and myself to the virus because family members refuse to get vaccinated. And if I don't attend Thanksgiving out of protest, then I become the villain. Vaccinations are not an issue on my side of the family. We're all fully vaxxed, and my 80-year-old father has had his booster. Other side of the family, not so much. Thanksgiving dinner at our house will include only vaccinated guests, same as any other dinner during the pandemic. So lots of different responses to what is for many a new challenge of this pandemic. Lots of different responses. Lots of different responses. The CBC says that there's lots of different responses, except for there's one thing in common. Every single person, of course, is vaccinated and they're angry because someone in their family is not vaccinated. They couldn't have found uh, a person who was not vaccinated to explain their side of the story. They couldn't have found someone like me who is vaccinated and it doesn't bother me whether or not someone else is vaccinated. That is their prerogative. Or someone else who maybe is still concerned about vaccines. But they might say, look, if someone chooses not to get vaccinated, I only ask that they get a negative uh, rapid COVID test before they come over just to make sure that they're not going to uh, have COVID and bring it over. But no, instead, the CBC finds four or five Canadians with the exact same view, parroting the exact same lines about vaccines and public health. No surprise there. The CBC is monolithic in their worldview. You must have the exact same ideology as they do in order to even be featured on the state broadcaster. What a sad, pathetic joke over there. Well, and so while many elites and politicians did their best to make sure that you did not have the kind of Thanksgiving that you might have wanted, that you were not able to gather with as many friends and family members as possible, that you were pitted against family members who may not have the same worldview as you do about vaccines, they weren't done yet. So this was the message to little kids going trick-or-treating on Halloween. Just remember that there are still heavy-handed rules even on little kids trying to go out and have some fun on Halloween. This is what the top doctor in Ontario had to say about that Um, I just wanted to ask about Halloween to start I noticed that one of the um, bullet points in the guidance is for kids not to sing or shout um, for their treats when trick-or-treating just curious uh, how you envision um, that going kids generally go to the doors and shout trick-or-treat should they just not be speaking at all oh no i mean they'll have masks on it's just not to yell too exuberantly i think the purpose of that comment was not to aerosolize uh and it's uh, just a risk reduction strategy uh clearly you have to make your presence known to get your treat and you have to be able to knock as well as ask for the treat uh we just ask not with a high volume uh that could potentially aerosolize it's an abundance of caution uh and uh uh, last year when halloween was present in kingston uh, and i was giving out candies um, kids were great uh, and the event went smoothly without any uh, issues uh, and and, uh, the children were all reasonable and lined up appropriately so I certainly hope across Ontario it goes well again uh, this year. So even though these little kids will have masks on, even though they will be outside, even though they'll probably be socially distanced, it's just a reminder not to have too much fun, not to yell too exuberantly, tell a little kid not to get too excited on Halloween about the idea of getting to wear costumes and go around to uh, to homes in their neighborhood to get candy. Uh, They're not allowed to get too excited. Why? Well, who knows? It's just a risk reduction strategy, an extra layer of protection. No fun on Halloween. They want to ruin Thanksgiving. Now they're trying to ruin the childhoods of children out there telling them not to have too much fun. Once again, folks, if we let these experts, if we let these doctors and these politicians micromanage our lives and and control every aspect of it these rules are never going to go away this is never going to stop it will just be holiday after holiday after holiday of more heavy-handed rules rules again that our own prime minister doesn't even follow we must remain vigilant against these absurd heavy-handed rules if we wish to preserve our free society i'm Kenneth welcome and this is the Candice welcome show